Cardinal Nation, what's happening? Listen, I wanted just to say thank you for tuning in to the amazing Cardinal Call podcast. That's right, we are one of the only classroom podcasts that are designed to interview industry and expert leaders to gain their insight so that we can help take your leadership and your learning to the next level immediately. <laughs> like I always do, let me start off with a great quote today. Today's quote comes from American poet and philosopher Henry David Thoreau. Thoreau said that success usually comes to those who are too busy working to be looking for it. So guess what? Join me this month as I interview some of our successful OLL alumni. That's the Organizational Leadership and Learning Program alumni here at the amazing University of Louisville. That's right, I'm interviewing some of them because I want to know some of their successful tips tricks and talents that they use to get this degree. The degree that is going to change or that has changed their lives. So you know what you're about to go do, Cardinal Nation. You know what I always ask you to do. That's right, today's no different. I want you to go get your pens, your pencils, your memo boards, your notepads, your pencils, whatever it is, crayons, whatever it is you take notes with, your iPhones, your iPads. I need you to go and get it all so that you can learn some great tips some great golden nuggets from our guest today. Come on, go get it. What are you waiting on? Meet me in the classroom. I'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat today, Cardinal Nation. Many of you may not know who Miss Bronwyn Hudson, a.k.a. Miss B, is today, but I promise you, by the end of this podcast, you will know who she is. You will fall in love with her story, and you will be stalking all her on all of the social media outlets that she will allow you to stalk her on. Listen, Cardinal Nation, she is a Cardinal ambassador. She is an evangelist for the BS Olo program. Once I heard her story when we were talking, I had to get her on the podcast. It wasn't easy. I'm, it, listen, she's busy. She's busy. She's busy. I'm glad she made time for us today. Miss B, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. I am. I'm blessed that I could be here today and share a few words of encouragement, my background. So thanks for having me. And I'm glad I could work you in my schedule. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you could put us in the schedule, too. I wasn't <laughs> sure if it was going to happen this month. <laughs> yes. So here on the Cardinal Call podcast, we tell Cardinal Nation, we talk to them about leadership, we talk to them about learning, and this month we're highlighting student success, and you are the epitome. I love your story. I can't wait to get into your story. I hate that I have to really, not hate, hate's a bad word, right? I don't like the fact that we I had to go through the preliminaries of leadership and learning before we get to your story, but for the sake of all persons listening and for Cardinal Nation, we'll stick to our concept today. Is that okay with you, Ms. B? That's okay with me, Sean. Let's go. All right. It. Let's get started. Miss B, you've been through a lot. All right. I'm not going to divulge your age. I'm not going to divulge anything. But the question is, you've seen a lot. You've heard of a lot. You've been through a lot. How do you define leadership? I would define leadership as me personally being an influencer. Mm -hmm. Influence others to be the best that they can be in with any 
job endeavor, any organization that they're in, any personal experiences, I'm there to be their influencer. So that's that's what I think leadership is for me. I get it. Leadership is influence. I think that's the, the culmination of everyone's answer. No one has really... Mm -hmm. I don't. I can't recall. This is this, we're about episode 25, 26 in at this point in time. Maybe a little more. Maybe twenty seven, twenty eight. I think everyone tries to encapsulate influence without saying influence. Everyone gives great examples. So, Ms. B, again, I, I think influence is it. Um, John Maxwell says that in all of his books that leadership is influence. Um, and so, how do you influence, or when you when you've been in positions to show your leadership, how has influence played a key role in you coming up to that definition? Um, I had a staff of, um, I was a former director of a child development center, St. Joseph's Children's Home Child Development Center here in Louisville, Kentucky, a well-known institution. And I was there for approximately 28 years, had, um, began as a teacher assistant, worked my way up. They saw, uh, what I could do and uh, encouraged me and I became a director. I had a staff of 27 people to uh, influence, uh, encourage, really. I really love the word encourage. I want them to know that, that I was there for them and um, um, letting them know that if there is anything they need, that I would be there for them in a support mm -hmm. system. Was, did you find that difficult with this? With I mean, one person leading 28 people, 27 people, was that difficult? It was difficult, um, especially the teachers there tend to stay. Me being beginning as a teacher assistant, I developed friendships along the way. But when I became director, they I had to set certain boundaries, but they respected. It's how you present it, how you set those boundaries to others. You don't want to set it in a defensive way. You don't want to set it. You want to uh, present it as an encouraging way. So my my main motive was to uh, just to to say I'm a I'm a team with you. All. I'm a team player. Okay, we're here to work together. Get this job done you know, for the children. The children are our main focus. We're here to get whatever your goal is in your company. You want to focus on that goal, not on your personal life. Got you. Got you. Mm -hmm. So saying all that, knowing we got influence, we got encouragement, we got it all going. What would you say your leadership style is? Um, again, it goes back to me being that coach. I want to say coach. And, and a support system. I, I'm mm -hmm. a coach, okay? I'm going to be cheering you on, okay? I'm there for you. Your downs and lows, I'm going to be there to pick you up and and, uh, and cheer you on. Now, are you a tough coach? Are you a, are you a, are you a friendly coach? You know, I, I, I mean, I, I see you smiling, so, I mean, I don't want the smile to fool me now. Oh, yeah, don't – I got another side to me now, Sean. Um I would say my style is um, friendly, um, directive, um, respectful, I, and I and I love to use that word respect because I think that's been lost in our society right now with with uh, with this generation. So I, I encourage respect uh, in what I do, but get getting people to to be on my team or whatever. I did it in a friendly way, but in a, um, I'm trying to think of the word, encouraging way again. Yeah. You know? Okay. 
So why do you think, um, in your opinion, I mean, you, mm -hmm. you, you, you've seen multiple generations come through, obviously teaching yes. for, for 28 years. Um, why do you, what leads you to think that respect is kind of a lost art, um, a losing art form? Oh, good question, Sean. Um, I see this in our society today. I, I, I spoke, I observe teachers in the classroom to this day. I'm a professional development specialist and I go and observe teachers uh, obtaining their child development associates. So I was in the classroom yesterday and um, the focus in the classrooms now are uh, and if you see on TV, I saw JCPS a commercial this morning, they were talking about, I teach respect. Mm -hmm. So we need to start teaching respect to our children again. Parents, professionals, any organization, bring that word respect back into your organization and say, this is what we need to focus on between each other in the, the community, the people that we're representing are we need that word to come back. It's been, it's lost, and I believe um, um, our times have have changed so much. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's a it's um it's sad that it's it's happened, but it's mm -hmm. happened. But I feel like, and I'm I'm hoping that we can get back to to that word, and and children can be instilled in and be appreciative of others. Definitely. I, and I think we're headed back that way. I think when we, mm -hmm. have, we when we have mentors and and heroes out there like you, I think it, it's, it's bound to come back because you're, you're going to beat us over the head until, until we get it right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in a respectful way, in a friendly, yeah, 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 encouraging yeah. way. Yeah. No, no hands on. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so that being said, right, um, I know we all have people that we look up to, uh, role models, inspirations, mentors. Uh, that being said, you know, who do you think in your experience best exemplifies that um, influencer, that encouraging, that respectful leader, in your opinion? I have the picture in my, my in my bedroom. Um, it's my grandfather. Mm. My grandfather, he was a giant man. He was over six feet tall. He passed away age 69 of uh, prostate cancer. And mm -hmm. so I miss him. He was my support. If my grandmother was getting on me for something, he would always be there. No, don't, don't, you know. But he, he was also a, an advocate. He was a sportsman. We were campers back in the day. You even never heard of uh, back in the 60s, black campers, you know, camping across the United States. But uh, he loved sports. Uh, there was a time when uh, he loved horseshoes. And I don't know if anybody remembers the big horseshoes, but back in the day, those were the big, like big horseshoes. And you threw them at this big iron thing and tried to get it around it. And I was like, I can't do that. And he said, oh, yes, you can. And then I was taught to shoot pool. He said, oh, you can do that. And my schooling, he was like, oh, you don't say you can't. He was always encouraging me to move forward. And I could do, do anything I set my mind to. And I was a very shy child. And, and I could think he sensed that in me. And to this day, I, I just call upon him and I look at his picture and I just say, thank you. And I wish you were here. 
So, I mean, you talked about horseshoes. That that's 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 <laughs> that's, that's going back a little bit. Yeah. But I think the modern version of horseshoes is cornhole. You play cornhole. My my son plays cornhole. He's on the league. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I I love cornhole too. Yeah, it's just like cornhole. So, which okay. one do you think is more difficult? Horseshoes. <laughs> why, why, why why is that? Why you think? Why is that? Is it the because weight of the horseshoe? The it... weight of the horseshoe. They were actually big. I mean, mm -hmm. huge. They weren't like the horseshoes on a horse. They were right. bigger than that. And so you actually had to stand at a distance and throw that thing across the field. And 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 hopefully you, you hit that iron stick that was in the ground, that iron pole. Right. And so so you say horseshoes is tougher, but which one was more fun? Which one do you think is more fun? You played both. I like cornhole. Okay, I, I I I have I tried horseshoes. I will admit it is it is very difficult. I think you have to be way more precise um, mm -hmm. with, with horseshoes uh, yeah. because it's like like you say it's either either you hit the pole or you really don't. There's not about it's not really about getting close. It's, it's about getting it exact, and you got to exactly. be really exact in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree, I, but I, I do like a good game of cornhole. I think it's way more fun. I think you get more people involved, a bigger you crowd. You need to join a league, and maybe more jobs should have that. You know, as a as a, you know, make leagues on their organization. You know, oh, cornhole. You know, uh, hey, we're gonna have cornhole over here today, and you know, as a as a team team building. Well, I think you could, it could also come through for a conflict resolution, right? If two people are arguing about a point, we can't come to conclusions. <laughs> Go to the cornhole. Whoever wins the cornhole match, that's the idea we're going with. I think cornhole right. solve a lot of problems in business today. Yes, yes. Okay, but moving on. That being said, right? That being said, what motivates and inspires you to be great? What has motivated you to be great? My, I believe, my eagerness to learn. In my in my place, I have books, books on top of books, and I'm more of a historian. Uh, I have children's books. I share them with. I go to maybe uh, secondhand stores, and I'm always buying books for the kids in the neighborhood. Um, my eagerness to learn and no, no asking for help is always available. I know that I can ask for anyone for help, and knowing that's available and anything for my future achievements that I'm doing. Uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because. Um, uh, when I was in school, I, I'm being one of the older ones in class. Uh, oftentimes, after class, the younger ones would come and say, and they called me Miss B. They said, Miss B, I'm so glad you asked that question. And I'm like, but you can ask it too. And I always encourage my grandchildren, look, there's no right or wrong answer. Just just ask the question. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's what I always try to encourage others to do. But at my stage in the game, I'm like, hey, I, I'm gonna ask questions. <laughs> I'm I'm old, I'm old, so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. I love the answer. What in all of your his, historical references and all of your books? I'm a I'm a huge book fan. Oh. For this year, I said I was I set out a goal of mine to read a book every ten days. Miss B, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is the worst goal I've ever set for myself. <laughs> Uh, I, I've done it. I've maintained it, but it, we are in September and it has been a monster from January to uh, September to knock out a book every 10 days, three books a month. I said, I will never 
set that goal for myself ever again in life. I will. I don't know what it'll be <laughs> next year, but it won't be. It won't be three books, and I'm definitely not moving up to four. I was just trying to show you one of, one of the books that I got. I go to the library often. This book is called The Warmth of, of Suns. It talks about the migration from the South to, to other parts of the, uh, I'm sorry about that, um, parts of the, but this book I got at the library for what, uh, 50 cents. Wow. And, and what, 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 have, what, what is, so that book is about the migration from the South to the North. Uh -huh. uh, the, it's called the Epic Story of America's Great Migration by Isabel Wilkerson. And she's a well, she wrote, uh, uh, oh, cast the book mm -hmm. cast. And that's a, that's a well known, that's a bestseller. So I was really lucky to get that. I have one that I just found, uh, on some journal truth. That's in my collection. I have a huge collection, so you're welcome to see them anytime and, and get started on your journey. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is your favorite book in, in your collection? What would you say is your? It was one of your favorite books. I know there's probably many, but what is one of your top favorites? My favorite book. I'm glad you asked that. From Slavery to Freedom by John Ho Franklin. Mm, that was my okay. first. And I went to Dupont Manual High School here in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1970, I'm telling my age, I don't care, I'm proud to be here. 1970, we had a black history class. Mm -hmm. People don't know that, didn't know that we had one, but we had a black history class. My my teacher, Mr. Martin, I love him. And he gave us the book, John Hope Franklin's From Slavery to Freedom. That mm -hmm. introduced me to African-American history and my roots. Um, that's something that I wish they would bring back. It's not, um, it's not a, it's history. It's a part of history and we shouldn't ex exclude that. And so that's my book that my go-to book, I tell young people, that's the first book you should read. Um, I had a, um, opportunity to go to Alex Haley's farm back in the day and stay there and stay in his house. Uh, that was an experience. They had a library, he had a library named after John Hope Franklin. So that's a little bit of my history. <laughs> gotcha. And that book again by John Hope Franklin, what was the title of it again? From Slavery to Freedom. And I'm trying to see if I see it over here. Uh -huh. From slavery to freedom, there you have it, the Cardinal Nation. Yes. If you're out there, go get the book. Go get the book. Check it out. Check it out. Mm -hmm. 1.3 million. That's right. 1.3 million. That's how many adults in the United States have some college and no degree. If that's you, I want you to be a part of the organizational leadership and learning program here at the amazing University of Louisville. I want you to be able to learn how to lead with compassion, expertise, and empathy, and, and be a game changer in your industry. I want you to learn to learn and lead like you've never done before. I want you to be the game changer that's really inside of you. So this is what I need you to do. I need you to go get on a computer, grab your mobile device, pull up your internet, and in the URL browser type uofl.me 
backslash B-S-O-L-L dash podcast. Once our screen pulls up, you're going to learn some amazing information. You're going to learn how we can save you time and money towards your degree. You're going to learn how our prior learning assessment works or your credit for working works. You're going to learn about our nine degree tracks and we have some amazing degree tracks as well as you're going to learn how to request more request more information but most importantly you'll get some information about how you can sign up for our informational session so i can speak directly to you about how you can accomplish that lifelong goal that dream you've always had of obtaining your bachelor's of science degree from a world-class organization such as the university of louisville so again go to uofl.me backslash b-s-o-l-l dash podcast and guess what i'll see you in the classroom Transitioning a little bit away from leadership, we want to jump a little bit into learning. So let me ask you this. You, you, you're in the education field. You understand mm-hmm. learning probably way better than the average person uh, listening to this podcast and probably even better than me because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still young in, in this profession. But in your opinion, how do you think learning takes place on either the individual or on the group level? I think that learning takes place when you're constantly seeking knowledge through books, whether it be the internet or just asking questions again. Mm. And when looking at a group level, it's a team effort for me. Mm -hmm. I believe that if you look at it going for the team effort, you work together, you're going to... um, learn together and grow right. together. So th- that's that's my little short answer. <laughs> okay. So you think asking questions, or really it's not even asking questions, it's really just about seeking knowledge. And, seeking and, and, knowledge, and- yes. From anywhere, from a from a, another person that you might look up to, you know, just, just getting that knowledge and learning. And so um, I guess I'll jump to my last question is this. Mm-hmm. What, what is a great way to gauge in your opinion, monitoring this for years, what, what is a great way to gauge if learning has taken place? I mean, we hear people say test isn't the best answer or this isn't the best answer or get rid of multiple choice or add multiple choice or maybe a short answer. But, you know, in your opinion, from your perspective, what is the best way to see if, if what we're teaching is really sticking in the brain? I would encourage people to others to ask for feedback. Mm hmm. It's very important if you're in a class and you feel like you're not doing the best or whatever, you just feel somebody's doing better than you or whatever, um, you might be having a bad day. Just ask for feedback about your progress, how you're doing um, and do your research You know, do research. And, and uh, um, that's that's my way of, of thinking about how to gauge uh learning that learning that learning is taking place yeah uh uh, my my good friend dr mccart says all the time feedback is the breakfast of champions you may not always like it but it will always make you better and i agree with that one thousand (laughs) percent and to hear you say that i'm sure he is somewhere doing backflips right now like yeah somebody is agreeing with me (laughs) wow that's that's really interesting But let let, let me get to why we really got you on the podcast today, Miss B. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. I want to know, the world wants to know, we all want to know, 
what drew you to U of L? And even if you want to get into even the OLL program, what drew you to University of Louisville? Okay, I I began. Okay, I left high school wanting to come come to U of L. I was I I mean U of L had always been on on my radar. I'm going to go to U of L. I'm going to graduate. And when I I was a very sheltered child, so when I came on campus, I was just like, oh, this is this is college. This is what it's all about. Well, my my journey took a little short cut. And I got married and I uh, became a mother of two children and my career was cut short. And then I went through a marriage and and I um, had to raise these two children by myself after a divorce. Mm -hmm. So I had to work. I had to work. I had to work. But I was blessed to start at St. Joseph's to work my way up continue mm -hmm. my college education, but I was always drawn to U of L and knew I was going to finish that, finish one day. I knew that that was, that was my journey. And, um, and I, I, I want to make this short too. I know we're on a time limit, but um, I want to share with others is that me returning as a senior citizen to U of L, um, I, I wanted to uh, get the degree, but I had a panic attack one day. Mm. I had a panic attack and I was like, should I call my son, take me to the hospital? I went to the hospital and uh, they said that, um, what's going on? And I said, well, I just had my first class and it's gonna be eight weeks here, eight weeks there. And I was having a panic attack. So, but as I laid there uh, and a, a nurse came in, someone came in and she looked at me and she said, why are you trying to go to school with these young people? And I said, oh, 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 no, she didn't. I said, okay, so, um, because at that time I had, I was in class with 20 year olds, military mm -hmm. veterans. Uh, I was doing, you know, so it was, I, I, she gave me the, the encouragement to uh, get up and leave and, and graduate. <laughs> I love it. I, I wish I could go back and talk to her. <laughs> ah, man, listen, the look on her face today, going with the degree, if you ever find her, going with the degree, don't, don't just go in and tell her you did it. Going with like I got magnum cum Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> Resilience Award. Yes. Yeah. But all, get it all. I want her, you know, and it's like, see, see, you motivate yeah. him. You didn't even know he was my motivation. Yes, right. So let me ask you this, because this is a question I've asked everyone else uh, when we had him on here. I want to know, clearly you had the, the, the panic attack. You had the anxiety attack. You had all this going on. But time passes and you get through your first class and your second class and your third class. And at some point, you realize, hold on, I'm about to graduate. So when was that point for you? When when did you realize it? Was it a class? Was it a moment? Was it a day? Was it a feeling? Was it a professor? You know, when did you know? It was when I was three classes away from getting that degree. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my goodness, I am so close. And I was determined. I mean, I would go to the library on campus and spend hours in the library just determined I was going to finish that paper, get it done, ask for help if I needed it. And um, and um, 
I just want to give a shout out to Eric in, in the in the OLL uh, department over there and, and with the technology and everything. Mm -hmm. He really helped me along. And and so it was just it was just I knew three classes in. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to hit that stage and and, and get it done. Honey. I'm ready to make my walk across. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm telling you, this is what it's about. This is what student success is all about. Knowing like it's going to happen. It may not happen as it, the time frame you wanted it to. Didn't probably happen the way you wanted it to. But the most important critical thing is that it did happen. And that is amazing. That is amazing. So mm -hmm. let me ask you this question connected to student success as well. Right now, this is the good one. This is the best question I'm probably going to ask you maybe all day. Okay. If you could recruit the next you, how would you do it? Okay. Uh, if I could recruit the next me, I would say, hi, Bronwyn. I hear you are thinking about going back to school, but you're hesitant about it. Um, look how far you've come. Okay, in life, look how far you come. And I know it's been in the back of your mind to get that degree, but what's holding you back? Okay, nothing's holding you back, but yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can achieve that accomplishment if you put your mind to it. You are more than ready and you're gonna graduate. You're gonna graduate, girl. You're gonna get that degree. Okay, so just, just, don't, just don't think about it, just do it and just, uh, uh, and you'll be so happy at the end of the road, at the end of that journey of getting that degree. That's not the end of the road, but this end of that journey to get that one degree. And 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 knowing that, um, it, you know, if there is a you know an, an older student out there that's trying to come back or wants to come back or has the desire to come back, you know, were you nervous? Was it difficult being in a class with, I guess, as you said, younger? younger students or, or was that more of um the, as you kind of went on did you just kind of see them as we're all just trying to get the same thing done I, I felt like i wasn't intimidated i felt like we were all there to get the, the job done like i said i mean i even found a team in the classroom i mean we 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 supported each other um like I said, there were 20, 40, 50, 60, and one went 70 years old. Mm. Uh, we all were there together to support. And we, now that was respect. Okay. Got you. That was respect. And so that was what I really, really am happy about and encourage others my age. Don't be afraid. Just go in there and know that everyone's there to support each other. And did you did you find that that as a as a common theme from start to finish that once you kind of got going that everyone from your academic advisor to your professors that they really everybody kind of wanted you to get across that finish line everybody wanted you to graduate did you did you feel that or was there some hesitancy somewhere along the way or no I I really I really found encouragement mm -hmm. if I ever got stuck I mean. They're, I mean, they were there to help me. And just the teachers, um, uh, my advisor, 
I want to say names, but you know, I don't want to say names and then leave somebody out because they were all a great help to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give a shout out to Roger Buskle. Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that man! He he met me at Starbucks, and we would go through my computer and. I mean, he really, from day one, he was there for me from start to finish. Uh, Amber, uh, I think Amber's no longer advisor. She's moved up in there. Matt Bergman in OLL department. Mm-hmm. Um, um, all of those people and, and the instructors were amazing. Um, they were just there for me. And right. I never felt that I could not go to someone and not feel guilty. I didn't never feel guilty about going to someone. So don't feel guilty about or feel hesitant in asking questions or asking for help. That really encouraged me. They really encouraged me. Oh, yeah. And for those that don't know, Roger Buskell, he is our senior statesman. He is phenomenal. He runs our prior learning assessment course. Uh, He does a great job uh, of getting you in and acclimated and and making sure you get your 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 proper credit for 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 the work skills and the time of of work you bring to the table. Dr. Bergman, he's an all star. Right. He's an expert. Some would say, you know, he's a subject matter expert in andragogy or adult learning. Um, and PLA and Amber, uh, she is a director of advising, I think it's mm-hmm. at this point in time. So at that time, she was probably an academic advisor or a success coach at that time. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that is a wonderful group of people. And those are people that you will meet. Uh, anyone will meet if they if they come into the OLO program, because uh, those are our all stars and we do our best to to push and promote them every single day in every single way. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. I love your experience. Um, would you take anything back from your experience or would you do anything differently uh, in your old experience now that you have kind of, you know, you can look back and say, I've got the degree. But if I would have did something, I probably would have something a little different. Was there anything about that? No, I, I was just mainly focused on finishing the courses and the classes. And I tell you what, all those classes, I learned something. I gained something that, and what's that saying? You're never too old to learn something right. new. You're never too, and I learned so much, and I keep those that knowledge with me every day, every day. I love it. I love it. Well, Miss B, before we get out of here, I like to have a little fun with our guests. You will be no different. <laughs> we have a session I like to call Rapid Fire. Rapid fire is just five fast, quick questions that I will ask you. And then just give me the first answer that comes to your mind, the first thought that comes to your head, and we'll see, right? I think, you know, it's just a little fun segment we like to have with all of our guests. Are you ready for rapid fire, Miss B? Yes, go. Let's go. Here we go. Rapid fire. Question number one. If you could pick one word to describe your life so far, what would it be and why? Uh, determined. Mm, okay. And why determined? I've always been that. Um, my life has been, if I had a project to do, given it a job or anything, um, I was determined to complete it. I was determined to meet that goal. I I um, have been through many mountains and valleys through my life, but I was determined 
that that was not going to stop me mm-hmm. and get to the next level, get to wherever I needed to be in life. Oh, it's going to make me cry. Oh, <laughs> we don't want to do that. We don't want you no. to get emotional. <laughs> it's okay. They're, they're happy tears. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm happy that you're determined. I love that word. I love that. That 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 is a great word. Uh, I must admit, no one has said the word determined, and, and I do like that word. And it's clear that you are determined. There's no doubt. No one will doubt that. Next question, rapid fire question number two. Don't want to make Miss B cry on the podcast. You be the first one. <laughs> what are three non-negotiable characteristics that anyone on your team or tribe has to have? Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, trusting. Mm-hmm. And being dependable. Ooh, okay. No one has said drive before. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. I like it. Miss B, here we go. Round three, third question. Rapid fire. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, sweet potato pie. Mm. But I have another favorite. My grandmother used to always make me caramel cakes, homemade caramel cakes with homemade caramel icing for my birthday. So Mm. there, and I still carry on that tradition. I make them now for my, my children and grandchildren. So you would really? you like one too, Sean? Yeah, you, my birthday is at the end of the month on the twenty eighth. I will I will find you somewhere in Louisville and get this caramel cake. I I, I will I will eat it in honor of you. I will probably have to walk you know twenty miles to work burn all the calories, but I will do that just for you. Thank you. They're good. They're good. I have no doubt. Rabbit fire question number four. Right. And I, this is this is a tough one, but it's a good one. If you could do your career over again, what industry do you think you would have worked in? Well, when I first started out to UofL, they had this computer called Ziggy and you put in your uh, what you want to be in life in it. I thought I would want to be a nurse mm-hmm. that didn't pan out. My mom was a, a retired nurse. And then Ziggy said a uh, school counselor. So mm-hmm. when I was out to UofL, I started classes in counseling. And my goal was to be a school counselor. Oh, I but, would have never guessed that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but actually, actually, I'm getting ready, Sean, I'm getting ready to go back into the school system to be a substitute teacher. Mm. Uh-huh. So um, not middle or high school, but elementary and preschool. Get uh, ready. That's all I can say. I know. I know. They need us, though. They do. Last question, rapid fire. If you could sit with your 13-year-old self, what would you tell her without crying? Okay. I w- I, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to say, don't be so shy. Don't be so, don't isolate yourself and stop with the self-doubt. Mm, I want okay. you to be more confident because you are strong. You can accomplish anything in life you set your your mind to your goals. Just just concentrate on that. But you are somebody. You mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah, that reminds me. We uh, asked a similar question to uh, the dean of the College of Education, Human Development, uh, Dr. Amy Lingo, and Dean Lingo had a mm-hmm. had a phenomenal question. She was like, "I can do hard things." 
Um, and that was kind of like her mantra. Like when things got too difficult, like I can do hard things. I can accomplish this. Mm -hmm. I can get over this. That's amazing. Rapid fire is over. But I do have one more question, one more fun question. Since you like reading books, I'm going to use this book. I mean, we'll use this question. Mm -hmm. If your life was the title of a book made up or real, what would it be and why? Um, that one, I would say my journey's not over. Mm, okay. Um, the never ending journey. Those two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'd buy the book. I'd read it. I like the title. Just off the title, I'm going to get the book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Miss B, here's the thing. We always let our guests land on the high note, leaving with your words of wisdom, with your insight, with your wise counsel. So, final thought. What is your wise counsel that you would shout from the mountaintops that you wanted everyone to hear moving forward? If you had to get your message out, whatever your message would be, what would it be? Life is life. There's not gonna there's gonna be good and there's gonna be some hard times, but you can get through them. You may not think you can, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. I go back to my journey. Every day's a journey. Just stay focused. Um, stay on course and enjoy these days. Enjoy the times that you have. Um, don't let life be a downfall for you. I, I want everyone and to be successful in this in this lifetime. Uh, you uh, you can do this. Um, you are someone and never and go back to never self-doubting yourself. Just stay focused and stay stay confident. Stay happy. <laughs> I love it, that's ladies that's and gentlemen. <laughs> That's just it. That's great. That's amazing. That was it. That encapsulated everything about your embodiment, about being determined, about treasuring the moment, you know, enjoy the moment. You can do this, right? It's all those same things, Miss B. You've been a phenomenal guest on the Cardinal Cole podcast. Anybody who doesn't listen to this podcast, something is really wrong with you. She dropped some serious golden nuggets. Stay determined, stay leading, stay learning, stay focused, stay encouraged. You're never too old to have success in life, no matter what happens or comes your way. Ms. B, you've been a phenomenal guest. Thank you for joining the Cardinal Cole podcast. We appreciate you. I want you to have a great day. You too, Sean. Thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone. I hope you do get something from this podcast and keep going. Keep going. <laughs> they will.
Cardinal Nation, I just wrapped up another great interview with Miss B. I couldn't believe it. Listen, that was one of the best interviews I've ever had with anybody. I love the fact of her energy and her zeal. And guess what? Whoever that nurse is, we've got to find you to show you that Miss B completed that degree. But aside from that, who can negate and deny her golden nuggets of success? Leaders, it's all about encouraging and influence. Nothing more, nothing less. And when it comes to learning, her book collection, to die for. And let's be honest, she hit the nail right on the head. You should always be trying to learn. As she said, always be seeking knowledge. And listen, last but not least, the best one, and the one we talked about the greatest, was cornhole, right? Cornhole should be a great thing the organization should even consider when trying to remove stress or add fun to your workplace environment. Listen, I must admit that Miss B gave me such great inspiration. And I know that not everyone is going to enter into college as a senior statesman, but we know that there are 1.3 million working adults who have some college and no degree. And all we want you to do is join Cardinal Nation. We want you to give education a shot. Let's go be great. Let's go get the degree. Let's go be awesome and let's go change the world. If that's you, this is what I want you to do. I want you to grab your mobile device, get on your computer, and I want you to go into the search box. I want you to type in uofl.me backslash podcast dash O-L-L. Again, that's uofl.me backslash podcast dash O-L-L. Once you go on that site, listen, we're going to give you great information. This is what I want you to do. I want you to log in. I want you to request some information and we'll take it from there. Sign up for an info session so that we can tell you all about the great things that this degree offers. Listen, I know that on today, we took your leadership and your learning to the next level. And that's what we do on this podcast. That's what it's all about, Cardinal Nation, taking your leadership and your learning to the next level immediately. But listen, before I get out of here, I want you to do this. I want you to go download, like, and subscribe us on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to listen to us every Monday, 9.30 a.m. on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, uh, and Spotify. That's where we are. And then once you do that, leave us a comment. I want to hear from you what you like, what you don't like, how fast you're going to join and become a part of Cardinal Nation. Listen, you've heard us. You know we say it around here often. You can count the number of seeds in an apple, but you can never count the number of apples in a seed because when you teach, and there was some great teaching moments going on today, you'll never know how many people that you will purposely influence. Listen, this is what I want you to do, Cardinal Nation. I want you to keep leading. I want you to keep learning. And I want you to keep influencing. I want you to join Cardinal Nation. I want you to go onto your computers, get onto your mobile devices, and I want you to type in uofl.me backslash podcast O-L-L. All right, Cardinal Nation, I'm headed out of here, but this is all I want you to do until next week. I want you to take care and stay safe.